Listener discretion is advised as the Ebenistas podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, f- all right oh wait where's that from sister act Mm-mm. it's just a, a warm-up chorus warm-up oh okay you, mommy made me mash my m&ms oh my mommy made me mash my m&ms oh my i never learned that one no, mommy made me mash my M&M's, oh my. Mommy sounds like a mean mommy. And then, uh, my kitty cat ate my mac and cheese. You can do that instead. But I feel like your cat would get really sick. Oh, as well. Hey, Xavier. So, today, wow. we are doing a special episode, a shorter one, with <laughs> the whole family. Not not mine, because, you know, they're not existing. You are our family. <laughs> With the whole family. With the whole family. So I'm Doreen and we have Gabby and, and Bill and Xavier. You gonna say anything, bud? <laughs> nah, he's like yeah. mean mug in the computer. He'll definitely wreck the middle of a conversation though. There you go. Look. If you guys hear some mm-hmm. snacking, that's Xavier having his afternoon snack. Afternoon delight. <laughs> Are those yum yums? No, they're like these, they're called teethers. Oh, okay. He loves them. He's nom, 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 nom. Wow. You just going to use that teether to hit the microphone, bro? Nice. Welcome, everybody. So today we are going to talk about The Office. And we're going to kind of just jump straight into it. And I'll say that I am a big fan of The Office. And Javi, what about you? No. Negative. I have watched through it. I think three times at least, and then I just catch random episodes, but I've gone from front to back three really? full times, I believe. And I've tried unsuccessfully a couple times, and I think we'll probably get into it, but I think one of the problems is I start her from the beginning, and I feel like the show really starts to take off later. Okay, so why do you dislike the show? It makes me uncomfortable, first of all. I don't like shows that are shot the way that it is. For some reason, it does something weird. Like the documentary style kind of thing. Yeah, because it's like, am I watching a show or am I watching this? And then like, you know, the camera zooming in and out. And then the humor, I get the jokes. Like I understand them and why they're funny, but they're not my kind of jokes. And they're just so, I feel like it's like forced humor Mm. kind of thing. I don't know. It just doesn't do anything for me. I'm sorry. my feelings. (laughs) I probably watched The Office. I watched it when it came out weekly, like waited for each episode to drop. And then I watched it again when it came out on DVD. Then I watched it again just because I was bored. Um, Then I I watched it again a couple years ago just for fun. And I will say that I found certain parts of it did not age very well. Let's be honest. Like there's that diversity episode where they're holding up the cards or when... (laughs) remember when uh, Michael was saying all that like racist stuff to Kelly Mm -hmm. and it was legit really bad. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that I really like about The Office is that it's just, it gives you such a good sense of what it's like to work in an office in a dying field and one where you have an incompetent boss or series of incompetent bosses and I like you know the repertoire that they all have like the relationships that they build over the years but I can say after rewatching it a few times it doesn't age the best especially the diversity episode so in that episode 
they bring in someone to be a sensitivity trainer because that was at the time that the Chris Rock stand-up came out and Michael, the boss, thought it would be funny to repeat a certain scene of it where he says some, some things that probably shouldn't be said by someone who isn't Chris Rock. And so because of his comments, they end up having a, a whole thing about having a diverse day and, and talking about it. So they bring in of someone to come in and teach them about it. Fun fact, Larry Wilmore, who, do you know where he's from? Yeah, I was, I was just trying to remember his name. Yeah, Larry Wilmore. So they bring in the sensitivity trainer. Michael hijacks the whole thing as he normally does. And then he somehow manages to say something really offensive to Kelly. Do you remember what that was? He just started speaking kind of like that stereotypical Simpsons, a poo character kind of thing. And just started like, saying things like that and really aggressive right in her face and then she slapped him yeah it was awesome wow it was was so good but just from what i hear i mean the fact that she slapped him like that sounds like it aged well like it's showing someone saying something horrible but like her you know being like what the f i'm acting like i don't curse in front of this child yeah that (laughs) um and then somebody else had a jamaica car like hey man want to get high or something like that yep (laughs) It was, it was just, I mean, imagine all of these like racial stereotypes in a meeting about sensitivity and diversity, like cheese, man. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he did an Asian caricature at some point too in the early season. Yep. So I think all that was first season stuff. A lot of the stuff that they do with each other, like the pranks that they pull on each other are ridiculous sometimes. I heard about there's the one where he puts everything in (laughs) jello. Like, that one sounds fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that was at the beginning. That was, like, the first one or the second episode, first episode. Jim likes to prank Dwight for everything because Dwight is, oof. You know those people in school that you come across and they're, like, super-duper smart and they think they're better than everyone else? That's what he seems like to me. He is, like, a security cop, like a mall cop who thinks that he's, like, a real cop. In his head, he has to take his job just that seriously, but he's nowhere close to being at that level, if that makes sense. Well, he's the assistant to the regional manager, so... No, he's the assistant regional manager. (laughs) Sorry, Damn it. That's a joke. That's it's a joke like jokes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel um, left out. Yeah, um, and I think um, Steve Carell actually, a year ago, he mentioned something like, you know, I couldn't even get away with some of this. So he's even mentioned it as well. Like my character wouldn't fly as well in 2020 as he did in the mid-2000s. What's your favorite episode on The Office? I don't know if I know titles of all the episodes, but... Yeah, just describe I mean, it. I mean, I'm probably going to be with the crowd of Office fans and just say it's safety training. When uh, Dwight sets the fire. Oh, and, my God. Uh, Here. And then Stanley has a heart attack. That and, is my favorite episode, too. And then the cat <laughs> in the ceiling tile. Yes. And then the CPR lady shows up and <laughs> Dwight skids the face off the CPR W and wears it like. What? Wears it like a kid. <laughs> And then they're singing staying alive in the background and then Kelly starts dancing. It's the best two minutes of TV I've ever What is it episode hands called? Down. I think it's called safety training. Pretty sure I've shown her the clip. And I mean, it's just pure chaos. Like just pure chaos. And I loved every minute of it. Yeah. It was great. The way they set it up, they always do the intros before the episode actually kicks off. And that's when the fire happened. So I think that's cool they how they did it that way. So just pure chaos and then this lady who just, again, she has no idea she's about to meet Michael Scott, the worst boss slash best boss ever. 
<laughs> but he's the worst because he's kind of aloof to certain things, right? But he's the best because he actually has a good heart. Is that the whole thing? I wouldn't call him aloof. I would call him grossly incompetent. <laughs> really? But, but also like a really good salesman. He's a horrible yes. manager, but he's a great salesman. Really? Like, yeah. they kind of, like, they hide that throughout the episode. They just make him look, like, incompetent in the first season. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, let me show you how I got this job. And it's like, oh, snap. Okay. okay. Now we have a better understanding. But they really hide that very well. Does it seem realistic that he's so incompetent, but yet he still has that position? Once you or- see him selling and, like, you see how he closes deals and how even though his systems may seem crazy and nonsensical, like, there's a method to his madness. Mm-hmm. And... It actually gets him results in the end. But does that seem real though? Like 100%. My current administration is great, but I've worked at plenty of places where I'm like, why is this principal here? Why is this assistant principal here? This person should not have this position. They weren't yeah. Michael Scott incompetent, but the, the level of things that but I've- But who was? Tell us. Oh, <laughs> I have one. You do? I- so the reason why I really bonded with this show is because I work with this guy. When I worked in retail, I worked with a manager and he just, I mean, he literally, we would be like slammed and like, you wouldn't take an hour for eight, nine hours. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a barbecue in the back. And we're like, who acts for that? Nobody wants a barbecue. And he would just be like, guess what, guys? You look really stressed out. We're going to have a barbecue. And it's like, can you come jump behind this register though? Can you come talk to these customers? No. Wait, where was that? <laughs> It was when I worked in um at Best Buy like a million years ago. He was the nicest guy. He genuinely cared. You know, he would help you if you were like, oh, you know, I don't have lunch money today. He'd be like, oh, I got you. Buy you lunch, whatever. Oh. Great guy, but just so bad at his job. He was like someone's like daughter and gold dad. He was like a Michael Scott, but then he got the job because he used to do really well selling, you know? And so that's how he rose up to the top. Ah. But just because you're a good salesperson doesn't mean that you should manage or lead people yes. at all. Exactly. I wanted to like talk really quick about the hate that people who don't like the show get. And I've heard it a lot. It's basically the theory is that we don't have a sense of humor. And I mean, come on, Bill, like that can't be further than the truth for me. I think that's why it's so hard for me to accept the fact that you don't like it. Because like our humor is so similar with pretty much everything but that show. And you're not indifferent to the show. You just, you don't like it. It's not even an indifference. You're just like, I don't like it. And for me, it's literally my favorite comedy. And I love dry humor. I mean, Arrested Development, I love. Highbrow, though. Yeah, I love, um, what's her name? Aubrey. Aubrey Plaza? Yeah, Aubrey Plaza. I love her. She's on another show that's like, that was. Parks and Recreation came on right after The Office. See, but I won't watch Parks and Recs either. And I gave that a chance. I found this reddit page and a couple of the comments i had to read because i was like damn dude that's not me like i have a sense of humor here's a couple things that people said one person said it is too grounded in reality for some people especially in the beginning okay this is the one that made me upset and i was like oh bended some people just don't have the sense of humor for it or one at all and people with a poor slash lack of sense of humor need to rely on sitcoms with a laugh track so they know when something is supposed to be funny and the character is making a joke. That offended me so hard <laughs> because I hate laugh tracks. I hate them so and much. You're saying if you don't like The Office, you are trash. That's Basically, I, like whatever. then you obviously, and I've heard that from a lot of people and I'm just like, and people that know me and I'm like, dude, you know me. Like I 
love humor. I have really dark sense of humor. You don't like mockumentaries. I like The Office so much in the U.S. that I watched the U.K. version. Did you watch that one? Yeah, I did. I ran through it once. It's even cringier and drier. Uh, yeah. Do they have Diversity Day in that one? No. Yes. Oh. They do, but they, it's a little different. Yeah. What happens like, in that Diversity Day? Oh, gosh. I watched it once, like, okay. 12, like a million years ago. I don't even remember. But I do know that because it was in the UK, they can show, like, nudity and stuff. And there was, like, a scene where, like, someone was getting, like, a blowjob in the parking lot from one of the coworkers. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Okay. Listen, the UK version of any show or UK television in general is better than US by far. The show introduced me to John Denver's Country Roads. Okay. Dwight and Andy had that like banjo mashup. Mm-hmm. Man, that thing is just amazing. They killed that song. It sounds so good. So from both of you, what do you feel about people that don't like the show? Tell me, honestly, give it to me. Shit, I married one. <laughs> <laughs> I married one. Listen to that. Looky here. What do you mean, you people? I think, But I think I found that out while we were definitely already quite coupled. So oh, but like, that made a it's difference? It's definitely not a deal breaker because we were already quite coupled. Wait. Well, like, <laughs> Do so, you hear that? That means yeah. that if we weren't already seriously coupled, that might have been a deal breaker. Sounds like it. I, I would have questioned some things. Like early on, we watched The Big Lebowski and you loved it. I was like, thank God. <laughs> I was like, our humors are clicking. Yeah. Now. But I think The Office, that didn't really pop up until a bit later into the relationship. So mm-hmm. I was just like, it didn't Man. matter anymore. And I've been in the situation before. I have an old friend that Bill and her both were like all about The Office. And they both were giving me dirty looks. They were like, bah, you suck. <laughs> like, how could you not like it? I will say, first time I watched it, I was like, Pam and Jim are like the cutest couple in the world. The mm. second time I was like, oh, there's some issues there. Uh-huh. And by the third time I was like, you know what? They are a little problematic. Really? Like they're a toxic relationship? Yeah. I'm not going to go so far as to say toxic necessarily, but they definitely dragged a lot of people into their weird will they, won't they. He had a partner. She had a partner. He had mm. another part. You know, like they were very toxic for their relationships, obviously, because they were in love with each other. But even when they got together, they were great until they had kids. And then Pam started to change and then Jim started to change. I feel like he's always had this habit of trying to surprise her with things, which is really just controlling things and telling her Uh, later. Like if I surprise you, then you're going to like me. And if I give you things, you'll like me more kind of thing. And you'll disregard the bad things that I've done, possibly. He bought a house, except for the fact that it was his parents' old house, and he basically agreed to pay off their mortgage so they could go and retire. Their first home together was the house that he grew up in that was, like, all decked out in 70s stuff and, like, Mm. where his parents were. Like, she didn't even get a a say-so in what their first home was together. And um, I kind of like how they tried to make their relationship get messy because I feel like they had a pretty good relationship, but even good relationships get messy. So I think they did pretty well to try to navigate that. And part of that, and really when it started was that whole house bit. And then um, Pam not really wanting Jim to pursue his goals or his dreams, his side of things. Yeah, they had an opportunity to move and he was going back and forth between cities and like, So yeah, like it got messy, but I feel like they have a good relationship. Ultimately, they did stay together and they worked through those issues and they realized that like they loved each other. Wait, but didn't at one point quit his dream and came back to work at the office? Yep. Whoa. He made that choice, right? Like she didn't make that choice for Mm. him. 
See, that's a problem <laughs> for me personally. It was kind of like an ultimatum. Oh, that's sort of. I feel like whenever I hear more about the show, I am like, okay, maybe I should take a step back. Maybe I should go ahead and look at it more, blah, blah, blah. And then I do, and I'm like, it's still not working. I can't do it. And you know what? Also, I have a problem sometimes with people's faces. You know, you see somebody's face and you're just like, I don't like that face. I can't deal with that person kind of thing. Who's that person for you? Pam. Sorry, guys. Xavier, would you like to say something on the podcast? Mommy. Hiccups. Mommy is the prettiest. Oh, daddy's trying to get brownie points. I do want to say that the other relationship that I actually grew to love is Dwight and Angela. Explain to me who Angela is because I don't remember that character. He's the little blonde lady that's really judgmental and wears the American Girl doll. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's got her hair. Hair is like kind of right here kind of thing. And she just kind of has like a narrow nose. Ultra conservative. Yeah, yeah. She looks like a Karen. Yeah. But she's weird. Like she has all the cat. Yeah, she's really weird. They started off as being really toxic. And then they kind of ended up as being like the cutest couple towards the end, like especially when they got married. But there was a really dark time where she had Dwight's baby and pretended that it was a senator's who ended up being gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. And they're yes. having an affair in the office while she was still dating the other guy in the office. You're telling yeah. me there is mad drama in this show, drama that I like in this show? Oh, yeah. The only thing I knew was that Dwight is wild, wild card, right? And then Jim and Pam. And then, of course, Michael. Yeah, I mean, Mindy Kaling's character is so good. Really? Oh, I love so her. Good. Like, her need for being attention, like, for right? Attention is so, so hilarious. That's what I've learned from, like, watching it a little bit. Like, she's really needy. She bounces through a couple of the characters, too. Like, yeah. as far has, as romantic relationships? Oh, yeah. And some of them don't care at... Most of them just are, like, not interested. They just want to have sex with her. And she really? Wants really quick, can I have a... So, I'm going to keep this in. Because this is called parenting, the thing that I just witnessed right now. And I apologize for the noise in the background of my child. Because we were like, hey, let's try this experiment where we record with everyone. Xavier just kicked his food um, and it went all over the counter and on top of my phone. And your computer. And my computer. But not on the keyboard, just on the edge. Just on the edge. Okay, that's fair. Although it is good food. I ordered from this company. Which I will not speak of because they do not have brand ambassadors right now or affiliators, <laughs> but it is good food. I mean, it's like beets and strawberries, basically. Like it's like whole foods, but- You mentioned beets on an sh- episode about The Office. Really? Beets, bears. Bears and Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> wow. Wow. Y'all nerds. What about, what about the episode where he, uh, what is it called? Second Life? Yeah, we're <laughs> character and it's the same person but can fly. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, good stuff. It's exactly the same thing he just normally does, but can fly. The question that I was asking before is like, what do you guys think that I'm missing about this show? I think you keep starting with the first episode. I think if you skip the first season, you just start season two, you'll still gain all of the humor of the show. But yeah, that first season's cringy. Michael Scott looks weird. They purposely made him look there's tons of documentaries about this show because I'm weird and I've watched some of them or probably not enough, but hey, buddy. I know. But yeah, they purposely made him look cringy and unattractive in that first season. And when they did, um, what's that thing called when they have people watch the show and they, you know. Um, like the, tar- the test audience? What yeah, that? so they, they did test audiences and and that's what people came back with. Like, he's just too unattractive he's too 
cringy. Really? So they, okay. They kind of pulled back on that. Um, I'm pretty sure Steve Carell got hair work done and they changed his look. And... No, they actually had him shaving his hairline. To make oh, it... really? That's what they were doing. Yeah. And he was like, okay. he was so miserable. Yeah. So yeah, they, they made him look unattractive on purpose. And then they realized that was a bad idea. And they also um, dress Ke- Kelly and the other girls in like these like super serious like business power suits with like shoulder pads. It was really bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. why would shoulder? I mean, like, weren't they supposed to be in the early 2000s? Isn't that where in the show? Yeah, you know? but it's a mockumentary. So they were kind of like taking how a smaller office would be in a smaller town where like they have like, instead oh. of, yeah, you know, like you, you wear your town's best yeah, and they, they're not really up to date with what the city is doing kind of thing. But that also, if you watch between up the first two episodes, it goes away and they start dressing normally. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, shoulder pads in the early 2000s? Like, ugh. <laughs> okay, so favorite characters. You know, it's funny, before you even said that, I was just thinking about how much I love Creed. He's such a small character, but every time he is on screen is just, is magic. So I don't know. I agree. Because let me tell you about Creed, because since you don't know, Creed, he says a lot of creepy stuff. And throughout the whole show, you think he's joking. And like, there's a scene like on Halloween where he shows up in bloody clothes and he's like, thank God it was Halloween. And you're like, wait, what? What did you just just have? But he's actually not even Creed. He like took over someone's identity. They think he killed him and took over someone's identity in the office and like just pretended to be him for the what? Whole- so how would they? Why would they not know that though? There's true crime inside of Office, Jabby. I understand that, but why would they not know if he took over someone else's identity? He was like, I guess office? he went there as an interview, like the day after he took over this guy's identity, and then just started like pretending. So no to one. Creed. Wait, is perfect timing that no one ever saw this person and they think that he No, no, no. He didn't work at the office at the time. The person that he killed? No. They were just the person that he killed and then he took over that person's identity. Oh. And was working in the office, but not that he just replaced him. Like, people are not- I get you. But in real life, though, the guy who played him is in jail. So that was another layer. He's in jail. Really? Yes. Okay. He is played by, actually, his name is Creed Bratton. Wait, no. Played, it says played by Creed Bratton. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, that's his name. Are, their same, are the same as their real names. Really? A, cu- a couple of characters, yeah. I did not know that. Okay, so that's, it says American character actor. So he's a real person. Yeah. Did you know that? That some of them have the same names? Yeah. It was the same with like 30 Rock and stuff. You probably hate 30. You dare. Listen, okay. I am not afraid to say that I did not care for 30 Rock. Mm. You want to fight about it? You want to throw hands? Yeah, just throw them. Come catch these hands. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you like 30 Rock? Yeah. I didn't watch every, I didn't watch it from beginning to end, but I liked it. I liked Tracy Morgan's character. I liked, um, and, and his I definitely loved every time um, Will, uh, Will Arnett was on and he'd have that battle with Jack Alex Baldwin's character. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I need to look up what Creed Barton is in jail for. Oh <laughs> Hold on. So you got so sucked into the show that I you didn't. thought a character in the show the actor was actually in jail. Do you think he was a Scranton Strangler? They said that he was. And then they said there was even like a shot where his mugshot was hanging in the background, like in plain sight at one point in time. I don't think he was. 
I, no? I've, I've watched some of the conspiracies on that. It's so, I just, I think it's hilarious. How funny. Toby is another one. Is that a favorite character of yours? I just, they're all great. I did not like Andy at first. I, I grew to love Andy. I love oh, how, I like, I love his mu- musical dorkiness. The, there's an episode where he can't remember, give me a break of that Kit Kat bar. Yeah, like, <laughs> give me a break, give me a break, and he can't finish it. And this, the way the show ties their characters, because, like, he also has this thing where he gets irked if people don't, if you don't end the song on the cadence. Like, <laughs> you don't end the song on one. And I hate that, too, as a musician. Like, I can't stand that. Um, when you know the song's supposed to end here and you don't do it, and that irks him. Show, that, give, us a, give us an example. Well, let's just go Twinkle Twinkle because we're new-ish parents. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, how I wonder what you are. Up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, how I wonder what you no! You finished it. You weren't. Supposed- that was literally what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You had to finish it. See, you had. So to there was somebody it. on the show that would not do that. No, he, it irked him when people didn't finish. Uh, when like, so you would just stop. Like he'd have to hear a song finish. Ah. Uh, so then you know you find that out about him, and then later on he can't remember. <laughs> break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar, which would have. <laughs> finished it i just i don't know there's all kinds of little things like that in the show that make me smile i liked andy at well no i disliked andy at first grew to like him and then i grew to hate him towards the end and i was like yet another incompetent person leading the office what do you think of robert california robert california was amazing i I didn't realize until i rewatched it yes i there's so many people that stopped watching once um steve carell left but I love that season with, um, with Robert California. I think it's so good because, like, I mean, he's such a great actor from The Secretary. And The Blacklist. Yeah, I, I haven't watched Blacklist, but. Wait, I, Secretary of the movie? Yeah. He's, <gasps> like he's the boss? He's the boss. Ooh. And he's also hypersexual. Will Ferrell was for one episode. Ooh. Yeah, I, I thought he was supposed to be the new boss. I thought that he was. He died. And then he died. <laughs> He got a massive head. Right, that sounded cruel, right? Like, <laughs> the show's so good. Like, they literally made, because I remember they made a big deal about it. They were like, Will Ferrell, blah, blah. Yep. They so literally me. one episode and they. So I think Robert California was that next full season. Okay. And then, no, Idris Elba was on there for a little bit too. That's right. What? Yeah. But Idris, Idris was on when Michael was still on, right? For yeah, a little bit. Him, Didn't he play like a different manager, like of like. The company or yeah. something like that he was like a higher ranking manager yeah mm-hmm. okay i remember slightly hearing about that the power struggle with him and and michael was amazing and then um all the girls are fawning over over him and i remember like they you know when they always did the camera interviews there's like i have that effect on women <laughs> it just says it matter of factly. i was like this is hilarious <laughs> I think that they did a good job without him. And then when they brought him back at the end, like it was really, really touching. And then he finally came back for Dwight's wedding after how crappily he treated Dwight. Dwight was messed up. He did some messed up things, but he was always pretty loyal to Michael for the whole show. And the fact that they were all still kind of in that big group was really nice. It was weird when they brought in that whole other market or whatever, the other office. Yeah. 
with uh, Sally. Oh, what's her name? Um, Kathy Bates. Yeah, yeah. Kathy Bates was on there. Yeah, yeah that's my girl. With her Florida, Southern Florida accent. Heck yeah, y'all. Yeah. American yeah. Horror Story. On American Horror Story, she's amazing. I don't know if you watched yeah. that, but it's so overall, I'm appreciative for for The Office for keeping me entertained for years and years at a time. It's still comedy gold, and my you know my best friend Shereen, she loves it. We both watch it still all the time. So you're yeah, what? My best. I'm just kidding. You're one too. Doreen, Doreen and I have a mutual understanding, and Doreen is one of my very best friends. Yeah. But same. you also understand. We also understand Shereen yep. is way, way, way back. Like for you, and mine equivalent is Natalie. Yeah. She knew me since middle school. Yeah, and I love me some Natalie. She's cool. We bonded. We haven't really talked about Daryl. And um, I was just thinking about that episode where they pass Stanley the basketball and it subverts your expectations of a black man. So I was just wondering, yeah. like, as a, as a black woman, how do you feel about how they represented diversity on the show? I didn't really care for it. I think I wanted to root more for Dwight. I mean, not Dwight, Daryl. Because I was like, yeah, it's my brother. But like, he's low-key a bully. And he bullies his way into a lot of situations that he really shouldn't be in. Like there was a scene where they all play basketball to see who's going to work on Saturday. And remember they were like, we're not shut going. And like, they all like bullied him until he gave in. And like, I feel like I, I, that's that particular scene was funny to me because they did think that Stanley was going to come in there and just like rip it up. And like, and then it turned out Kevin was actually the best basketball player, but they wouldn't even let him play. <laughs> so I think it was more of a statement on like, big people versus black people versus you know like that expectation but i think that they did okay with the diversity when i think when dwight i keep on saying dwight when daryl really had a chance to shine was when they did that like the logo when they're like dunder mifflin the people paper Mm -hmm. that whole little like diddy i really liked him i felt like he grew up a lot in those seasons yeah upstairs in his character, oh, I mean him as a person, he's a, you know, he plays the keys. He's a musician, so that's pretty cool. And he's talented. Yeah, the take your panties off. What was, what was that? Uh, <laughs> end, the end is near in that one. Yeah. Yeah, he has jingles in a couple of movies he's been in. They've uh, tried to Robinson. give him his own show, and he just, he does not do well by himself. He no, needs- that ghost show. Uh, oh, it, was, it wasn't that bad. Mm. <laughs> I, I think me and Jabby made it 10 minutes into one of those. We're like, oh, I watched every one of them. And I was like, it got better. <laughs> it, was, it got better. Because it was a guy, that guy from Parks and Rec and then him from The Office. And I was like, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it should have worked. But yeah. yeah, it was a little silly. But I liked it. I did like it. I grew to like it. But I mean, overall, I liked The Office. I would say I grew. I liked Kelly at first. Grew to hate her. I liked Ryan. No, Ryan became the least favorite person even from the very beginning he was a douche mm-hmm. and then when you watch him like go up and then fall all the way back down and still be super arrogant but everybody was just like you know like disrespecting him and he couldn't really say much oh his icarus story was amazing <laughs> when he just crashes you're just it's so good and he goes back to get a temp <laughs> yeah it was awesome or when they were like ryan started the fire do you remember that <laughs> yep mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you Burned down the freaking office with something. What do you what do you put in the microwave? A pop tart? Uh, I don't remember in that one. Oh man. Uh, what about Kevin's chili? Kevin worked so hard on that chili and it just fell on the floor. He was so sad. 
Who did Michael end up marrying? Uh, Holly. Holly. What he did you think of Holly for him? Colorado for Holly. I think Holly was the only person he could have been with because of his personality, but Holly wasn't that great either. Yeah, they just clicked really well. Like her sense of humor was his, it was just really bad. Okay, so look, I'm the kind of person that I will keep giving it a go. I'll keep giving it a go until it sticks. How about this? What seasons should I start out at? Probably two. two. Season two, really? Yeah, because the first season's only four or six episodes. Oh, okay. So season two, and you, do you guarantee I will like it? With my humor, because I generally like dry humor. I'll give you a couple episodes to check out, and then you can start there and then... Forget about the shaky cam and just focus on... That's going to be hard. The actual dialogue, I think you'll be good. Okay. All right, well, it is what it is. As it stands right now, I'm skeptical if I will like it, but I understand, though, the cultural significance of The Office. I hear the people that love it, and I particularly probably love you, actually, because you probably share a lot of similarities in our humor and what have you. I mean, I have two of my favorite people here who love it, and I know I have more friends that love it at the end of the day. like You're probably the only one. I might be. Out of your entire social... Out of your entire social circle, that doesn't My matter. entire? Like, do you mean, like, inner, inner circle? Or do you mean, like, branching off? Inner, I mean, there are layers. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I wonder if, actually, let's put a poll up. How about that, Doreen? Uh, okay. Want to find out? Let's hear what the people have to say. All right, let's Some do it. Some of our closest friends. Do you have a lot of friends that like it? All of them, except for one person who just literally refuses to watch it. It's a he? Yeah. Oh, God, we should have talked to him. Xavier, do you like it? Ooh, ooh, when when Stanley uh, <laughs> when when Stanley confronts Ryan because he thinks that Ryan is into his daughter when really the daughter likes Ryan, he's like, "Boy, have you lost your goddamn mind?" Stanley goes off a lot. Yeah. Like he w- he was quiet for the first couple seasons, and then like when he was having that affair when they went down to Florida, he got like a drop top. Wow. <laughs> Not having affairs and drop tops? Yes. Did, I, did, did I stutter moment? Yeah. All right, guys. So I, right. yeah, I, I guess I, I'm going to go back. Maybe not today, but maybe in a few weeks or so when I'm off of the show that I'm currently watching. If you guys could not tell, Doreen and I are very big on just TV in general. I think a lot more than we probably want to admit. <laughs> oh, I will gladly say that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> no Even trash TV, like. My mm-hmm. trash is 90 Day Fiance, which we will talk about in another episode. But, you know, overall, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed. The Office obviously has made a great impact on some people. Actually, on everyone, whether you like it or you don't, it's made an impact somehow. It's just kind of become like a staple of the early 2000s, mid 2000s kind of crowd. So that's what she said. <laughs> Not literally about what she said, but just that expression. That expression. That's what is that? Yes, that's where that's from. That show. Yeah. A lot. That's where she's, that's what she said came from that. Yeah. They always put it in the perfect place. Wow. That's amazing. Um, I did not know that. And thank you, The Office, for that's what she said. Anyways, guys, thanks so much for joining us for another episode. I hope you enjoyed this family hour. And again, if you, we haven't said this in a while, actually, but if you enjoy the show, um, especially if you are on iTunes or Google Play or any of your platforms, go ahead and rate us. 
And we're now on Amazon. So check us out on that too. Oh my God, that's right. We're on Alexa. So, okay, later tonight, I'm going to try this out and ask Alexa to play the Ebenezer's podcast. I'm so excited. Ebenezer's in the house. All right. Should we make our own song? No. (laughs) No? Okay. We'll leave that to Chris. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Bye. Have a good night. Oh, the Ebenezer's podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Javi and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions.